Hello, my name is Paul Matthew Carr, and I'd like to tell you a story. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this thing that I do. It's called the Cast. I'm Paul Matthew Carr, and I like to make things up and write them down. Occasionally, I take those written down words and I say them aloud into a microphone, creating what we in the business like to call a podcast. And I release that podcast at wildly random intervals because I have no sense of time. But on today's program, I'll be telling you a story of loss and sadness, one of melancholy and nostalgia with just a twinge of regret. In other words, the standard normal stuff that I write. But first, I want to tell you about something I've been working on for quite a while now. In fact, uh, it's been taking up most of my free time and really eating into my writing-slash-recording schedule, not to mention my reading-for-pleasure schedule, which is the real bummer. So what is it, you ask? Or at least I imagine you asking, otherwise I have no reason to continue talking. Well, I'd like to announce the launch of Daddy Elk Productions. Daddy Elk Productions is a network of related websites featuring various artists, authors, podcasts, and blogs. The LCast and my personal blog and portfolio, uh, paulmatthewcar.com, is just one of many sites under the Daddy Elk Productions umbrella. Now, I've mentioned this a couple of times on the program, but I'll recap just to give some context. DaddyElk.com was something I started a few years back, and it was essentially just your typical blog where I spouted opinions and showcased my writing in a portfolio type of way, but over the years, it began to evolve into something more. It began to take shape into a showcase for science fiction essays and comic reviews, uh, original stories, various other endeavors, including, well, this podcast, among others. Well, in collaboration with a few other authors and artists, DaddyElk.com has now become Daddy Elk Productions, a network of websites, all connected in a shared environment. It's very cool, and I'm really excited about it. There are several websites right now, including The Nexus of All Realities, which is another podcast I do. It focuses on the Steve Gerber penned monster comic called Man-Thing from the 70s. It's very good, and you should listen to it. There's also a sci-fi fantasy blog called Tachyon Emissions, and a site for the writer David Hicks, who has a new novel coming out called White Plains, and that's very cool. And that's at david-hicks.com. Actually, if you just go to daddyelk.com, you can see all the sites on the network and the latest articles and posts for all of them. The network is fairly small right now, but we are in uh, discussions to add more writers and shows, and I'm hoping it will grow and become something really special. Now, when you do go there, you're going to see quite a bit of output coming up pretty soon because several posts, several articles... Uh, several episodes of, of podcasts have been held back while the back end was in development and while we worked out some of the technical issues. And you actually don't care about that. Just know that there's going to be a bunch of stuff coming soon. So, well, that was a long bit of business, and thank you for indulging me in that. As, as I said, I'm pretty excited about the network. Put a lot of work into it and looking forward to big things in 2017, especially since 2016 was a bit of a bummer for a multitude of reasons. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to talk about sadness and loss. So that'll be fun. Hey there, do you like Man-Thing? You know I do. 
In fact, there is nothing I like more than getting my hands on a giant size man thing. It just makes me feel so good. Wait, you know I'm talking about the comic book character, right? Of course you do. How could you be thinking anything else? Man-Thing was created in the early 1970s to capitalize on the growing monster craze, but under writer Steve Gerber it became something quite different. Experimental, surreal, and very, very weird. It was something I loved as a kid, but does it still hold up today, four decades after its initial publication? So join me, Paul Matthew Carr, as I attempt to make sense of this cult classic and analyze each issue, putting it in the context of the time it was written and comparing it to the standards of today. And maybe you, too, can come to love the world's second most famous swamp-based comic book character as much as I do. The Nexus of All Realities, a Man-Thing podcast, a twice-monthly dive into the bizarre. Oh, and I'll probably make some penis jokes. The story I'm going to read today is one from a series called The Impermanence of Objects. What these are are short meditations on loss, little vignettes where I try to convey the weight of loss in one's life, while at the same time attempting to acknowledge the fact that change is inevitable, accepting that change as a part of life. Time passes. Things change. Inevitably, people and places enter and leave your life. Places that were once so important become memories, only to be seen from a distance. And people who once seemed so integral to your life fade away till they are simply ghosts, like a distant memory. It's not that these people or places become any less important, quite the contrary, actually. The moments they inhabit in your life build you, brick upon brick, story upon story, to be the person you are today. Maybe they're not as immediate as they once were, but they still inform who you are and who you will be. So, yes, no situation is permanent and nothing lasts forever, but when you look back at the past, At what has been lost, it can seem sad, but it is precisely because of that loss, because of that sadness, that we move forward. The story is called Memory and Fog. Once, a long time ago, I told you I would love you forever. I never intended to lie to you. I'm back in San Francisco, the place where we once lived together, and it's been, what is it now, 15 years? Or is it 20? I don't remember things the way that I should. I can't remember the last time I saw you or the things we said to each other. I can't remember the sound of your voice, though I do remember it made me happy. I can't remember the way your skin felt beneath my fingers when I would caress your cheek, trace the curve of your jaw down to your neck and shoulders. I do remember I loved to touch you. I can't remember how you used to smell. The scent when I would hug you and rest my face in your shoulder, it smelled like a flower. A particular flower, but I don't know which one. I know I love that smell. And I remember I loved you, the idea of you. So when you asked one night on the beach where we walked barefoot in the sand, would I love you forever? I answered yes, without hesitation. And I meant it. With all my heart, I meant it. Now I can't remember your voice, or your touch, or your smell. I'm standing on the wharf, and the fog is thick. I can't see the bridge. The Golden Gate is obscured completely by a wall of white and gray. It's as if it's been erased from the landscape. And I stand there, looking toward the blank space, and I tell myself that I can make out the details. In my mind, I attempt to trace the outline of the familiar structure I've seen a thousand times. 
I imagine I can touch it. I know that if I stand here long enough, the fog will blow away and I'll be able to see clearly. But I'm tired, and I find it hard to wait. I leave before the fog clears, before I can see. On the corner of Hayton Central was a grocery store. We shopped at grocery stores on corners in the city. Supermarkets took up space, and space was a rare commodity, so the tiny markets on the corners served our needs. And if the market didn't have it, well, we didn't need it. The market was where I bought cigarettes and bread. It was where I bought beer and ice cream, and milk and postcards and cans of beef ravioli. We bought ramen noodles and napkins, toothpaste, toilet paper, and condoms. It was where I would walk past a rack of dirty magazines pretending I didn't notice them. It was where I bought the bottle of wine we drank when I told you I was leaving, the one that stained the carpet when you dropped it. The air is chill when I leave the wharf. That beautiful San Francisco chill that is warm and moist and it sticks to you and energizes your steps. The air is filled with the smell of salt water and seaweed and chowder and sourdough. It smells of decay. It smells of life. And in the air hangs sounds, seagulls crying and forced laughter and tired children, the muffled conversations of people pretending to be lovers. I walk past a crowd watching a man paint a fantasy landscape with aerosol cans to a techno beat. They applaud when he is done. And there is a man who claims to be a magician begging people to watch him. He has a top hat and a deck of cards. People pass him by. And there is a homeless man asleep on a park bench in a sitting position. A long stream of spittle hangs from the corner of his mouth. Another man in a suit stops to take a picture of him. All around me the day is ending and transitioning into night. From the club's music plays, evening cruises on the bay begin to board. As the t-shirt and trinket shops call out last deals before the doors lock. I think of all the places I could go. I could revisit the old haunts, relive the old days. I wonder if you're out there, out there in the city. That old sushi place we liked on Divisadero, maybe. And you'd be there at the bar, drinking sake from a box. As I walk by, you'd touch my arm and say my name in a quiet, astonished way. Is it really you, you would say? What are the odds, I would say. And we would hug and reminisce and remember. I think I should go out then, out into the city and find you. Instead, I go back to my hotel. I don't know my way around anymore, and in truth, I don't belong here. I'm a tourist now. The wine you dropped was red, a table wine with an Italian name, a blend. You drank it from a water glass, filled nearly to the top. You held it to your lips without drinking, as I told you I wanted to move out. When the glass fell to the floor, I reacted instinctively, grabbing napkins and trying to blot it up. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, I said. I can fix it. I can make it right. And then you said, please please stay. And I did. I stayed because I loved the sound of your voice, and the way you smelled, and the way your skin felt beneath my fingers. I stayed because you asked me to, and because I said I would love you forever. We pretended that night never happened. We pretended I never said I wanted to leave. We pretended that evening was the same as all the others. The only thing that was different was the dark red stain on the carpet. It was never the same, of course. Pretend as we did, it was never the same, till eventually one day, you sat me down with a bottle of wine, and you told me that you were leaving. Distant, you said. I was distant. Not the same. You said you'd always remember me. I promised I would always do the same. I don't remember the day you left. I'm sitting in my hotel room, looking out the window, onto the city at night. The buildings are bathed in a dull blue light, 
with occasional splashes of yellows and reds. The fog continues to roll in, wrapping around everything and hiding it from view. I struggle for a while to make out the details in the distance. I know that if I sit here long enough, the fog will clear, but I'm tired, and I find it hard to wait. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it moved you, even just a little. And if it made you cry, all the better. <laughs> so that's, but that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, I am going to do a quick turnaround for the next one, though, because I have a very special episode in mind in anticipation of Rogue One being released this month. That's right, I'm going to do a Star Wars-centric episode with the childhood memories of one of my favorite films. Hooray, nostalgia! It'll be fun, not sad, I promise. Unless I talk about the prequels, because, you know, that's not fun for anybody. <laughs> but please, head on over to DaddyOak.com and check out the new look and the new network, and uh, leave a comment on this episode. Seriously, it, it really helps to improve the show, and I'd like to know what I'm doing right. I'd like to know what I'm doing wrong. Okay, that just leaves me to say, you've been listening to The Elkcast, a storytelling podcast. The Elkcast is a Daddy Elk production. All stories and opinions told on this program are copyright me, Paul Matthew Carr, while all other materials used are for illustrative purposes only and are copyright their respective copyright holders. The Elcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So please subscribe and leave a comment. That'd be awesome if you did. Or find the show online at paulmatthewcarr.com or daddyelk.com where you can leave a comment on individual episodes. You can also contact the show on Twitter at daddyelk and use the hashtag Elcast. Or just send an email to the show at elkcast at daddyelk.com. This program is for entertainment purposes only. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Thanks again, everyone, for listening. I should be back real soon with the very special Star Wars episode. So that'll be a lot of fun. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.